It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. So take a seat at the table and join the conversation as we discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology and song selection. And now it's time for the show. I think we're live, right? We are. Yes. All right. (laughs) Just that awkward staring at each other. Right. (laughs) Are we we doing this or not? Hey, well, welcome to Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. After a little bit of a break, we're back and live on this fine July Monday morning. And uh, casual day is in order. I got my my hoodie, my hat to... Knock down the reflection. You're wearing your Mountain Dew T-shirt, although you yeah. looks like you showered today. So good on I, you. <laughs> last night, last night. But, oh, last uh, night. Okay. I like that hat, by the way. I was going. I, was, I need to get a cool hat that I just kind of leave in my office so I can. Is this when cool you're hat? when you're? Yeah, I think it's cool. I like it. Well, thank you. I, I got this when my wife and I used to run a summer camp uh, for on the Oregon coast called. Um, uh, uh, Mad Camp, music, art, and dance, or music, Seriously? Art, and drama. Yeah, I we use that. Uh, I we use that same acronym for a VBS one year where we did instead of a uh, typical VBS, we did music, arts, and drama. We called it Mad Camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it was it was a long running camp that the Presbyterian Church ran, and my wife and I did it for three years in a row um, to ever diminishing returns on that. Uh, But I got this hat as my cool hat to wear for summer camp. And uh, I hardly, I hardly worn it since the last time that we did it, which was about 10 years ago. But anyway, thank you for the hat. I like it. That's nice. Nice. Well, I wanted to ask you as we're getting started, uh, this was our Independence Day weekend. I was, I was just interested because we didn't have a chance to talk about what you were planning to do, but uh, given this kind of unique environment that we're in, what did? Uh, how did you acknowledge that in your church? We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At all. Um, see, I think I mentioned fireworks once. Um, yeah, I talked about a little bit about fireworks, but no, we um, we have. We have, I mean, we have some patriotic people in our church. We also have some some people who think that the that's not really the place for the church to be yeah. patriotic and uh, country and you know supporting the country and all that. I mean, I don't, I don't know that they would have a strong problem with it if we did it, but they just kind of think it should be separate, you know. So yeah, yeah. So we never we've never really done. I grew now growing up in the Midwest. I mean, every every chance to be patriotic, you were patriotic. So right. Memorial Day, Flag Day, Fourth of July, and we even did some big um, growing up choir choir cantatas oh. that were what was called "I Love America," and it was all about <laughs> it was a whole patriotic thing. So I, I've actually done that one. Have you really? Oh yeah, I've done it twice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, look at Fashioned up. by courageous men who fought for liberty. Da, da, da. You remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, we were actually, before we started recording, talking about our experience in, in various choruses and choirs as we uh, were growing up. Uh, uh, we actually did uh, very little as well. Uh, we, uh, I sang God Bless America. 
uh, which is as much as we have done in the past maybe four years mm. to acknowledge Independence Day. And uh, and I, I'm quick to say that I was in the Army, um, and my dad was uh, was a captain in the Army. Okay, uh, like, I didn't right? know you were in the Army. Yeah, very not very long. Uh, but uh, I was in uh, enough to do boot camp and a little bit after that before uh, Bush the first started to um, cut people and I was part of that cut. Um, but uh, my grandfather was a World War II vet my and uh, two of my great uncles were World War II vets. So um, um, no I, it's part of our family to to uh, to serve. Uh, and I would agree kind of with your perspective or what, how your church has approached it, that um, there's a place for patriotism. And um, uh, I, both my pastor and I feel a certain discomfort in having idols in the church mm -hmm. that aren't about Christ. So um, right. we don't have a flag, for example, in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. We do have one uh, around the building. Uh, it's uh, We have a, a fairly diverse building. Uh, congregation. Some uh, we have people from other countries, and we um, we're, we're not celebrating their Independence Day or, or, or those right. things. You know, it's, uh, realizing this is the United States, but um, we did. But we just so we kept it very simple. We wanted to acknowledge that for some people, it's um, I like putting a flag out on that day in our own home uh, because it's. Um, we watched Hamilton uh, on Friday night. Did you guys watch Hamilton? We saw it live, actually. Um, my wife, she's a blogger, and so one of the things she uh, gets to review is uh, our tickets to the musicals at the Keller. And so we're, we're, all, we're kind of, it's almost like having season tickets where you get to go to yeah. pretty much all the shows. And so she took me, she took me to that one. And... Uh, Oh, I think I think the tickets ended up being like if the value of them was I don't know maybe it was either four hundred or seven hundred dollars or something wow. like that. So it's like no way we could ever afford to do that on our own. So we're pretty fortunate to get to go see a lot of that. Yeah, but. I think watching that show we watched on Disney Plus will be a new uh, a new thing for our family. It's just mm -hmm. great to be reminded, uh, and I love studying history, but to to be reminded of. Um, of certain aspects of uh, of our the heritage of our country and right. uh, and, and done in such a um, a modern and uh, um, impactful way and you get subtitles on Disney Plus <laughs> so yeah. you're like oh that's Man. what they were saying yeah that that was the it took me it took my brain probably I want to say 15 20 minutes to be able to catch up and start processing the lyrics. I'd never listened to a single song before we went and saw it. Yeah. So I was watching it live and trying to track the story and the whole first 15 or 20 minutes, my, I was just completely lost because I could not keep up with what yeah. they were saying. All the exposition. I told Vanessa yeah. as soon as we started it that we need to turn on the subtitles because the, the, the exposition is so dense. There's so much there mm -hmm. that there are references that are going to be provided here in the first 10 minutes that are important for us to remember later. You know, the idea of being an orphan and where his mother comes from and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. uh, coming back full circle, that was our Independence Day acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, I mean, I'm personally pretty patriotic guy and come from a very patriotic family. We just haven't, I mean, it's never really been a part of our church life. I mean, 
one or a couple of churches that I was worship pastor at, it was important to do that. But for the most part, it seems like a lot of the, a lot, especially, you know, more uh, contemporary churches, younger churches, it's not, it's not that important. I don't think it, it seems like it seems, it seems to be more of a conflict than in more established churches. So, yeah. Yeah. We leave it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's and easier. I, definitely interested in uh, what other people's experiences are mm-hmm. at their churches and how they, they acknowledge that. Uh, and then uh, the next thing I wanted to ask uh, uh, about was uh, a kind of a, a theme that we've had over the past several weeks is that move. Um, how are we handling the production of remote church uh, and specifically for you and for you and myself? navigating right. that move into live streaming the service uh I'm, you had a hiccup that one week and then you've had some issues with the computer uh so yeah we're still i mean every week i think you know it's and it's been this way since the beginning every week is a you know you have a few problems <clears throat> you spend some you spend time that week solving those problems and then there's another problem <laughs> you know absolutely yeah. <laughs> and so like um so we're doing we're live we're doing both in person and facebook live um and you know the first let's see the first week we didn't do live worship and so that was pretty pretty simple the second week we did two songs and that's what we're doing right now is just two songs each yeah. week and it took it took all morning to get because we we'd moved everything around you know we cleared the stage we had you know moved things around on the board itself and so then we had to track everything down and get things lined back up and then we're using um multi-tracks because we lost oh, right. a couple key band members uh, earlier this year, which thrust me back into leading worship and also took away, uh, a, you know, pretty solid uh, drummer and and guitarist and worship leader. And so, um, so then we had to figure that out. And for some reason, which I can't understand, the first week we did it, we we've always we've always streamed our services from my laptop that I have up there with me. So I can track comments and all that stuff. And, you know, I've just always been the one that does it. So I, I know how it works. And if there's a problem, I can solve it pretty quick there. But um, we did multi-tracks that week and it worked fine to use my computer to run multi-tracks and do the live stream. But then yesterday um, I, we were we were streaming and when I started the multi-tracks, it just started to get real choppy and jittery and, you know, just just play a couple seconds and then miss a couple seconds and then play oh, a couple yeah. seconds. Yeah. And so we, we ended up not being able to use it. And there were just, we had real small, just three of us. So, you know, myself on piano, another synth keyboardist and an acoustic guitarist. And so it's like, well, I guess we're doing this without multi-tracks and, or a click track or, you know, or metronome or any of that stuff. And right. so, and one of them was Waymaker, which this was just our second time doing that. So pretty new. And I think I was still pretty dependent on the, uh, on the metronome and all and the cues and all that stuff and so but it went okay um the thing we're we're having a hard time with technologically though is is mixing because you know our audio guy has moved during this time to doing the video switching right which we need someone doing video switching so we don't have anyone doing the live audio switching and we don't we don't have that second person to do the facebook audio mixing that's a big deal 
Yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of the key things that we have been working on is um, you have a house mix, but you're also sending a mix out to live stream. And mm -hmm. so we've got, yeah, we, we, uh, there's only been three of us who've been putting these services together, the pastor, myself, and then, um, Jesse, who's kind of our youth children's coordinator, but who also does a whole lot of other support stuff. She's probably the busiest person in our church. And she was trying to click the slides, um, and, and then manage what our camera was focusing on, uh, just to do the video switching mm -hmm. and then manage the levels that were coming from the board into there. So she's got headphones on and she just was just like, ah! and we're, you know, <laughs> and when we do, cause uh, here's my part of it, uh, the point where we're ready to finally do the live broadcast, we, we need a, an online ministry person. Mm -hmm. to field questions and prayer requests and greet people. It uh, really is a, um, an, a, an important ministry that is, requires a lot of resources to do right. right. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, I, I completely track with that. The other thing I'm learning about is ISO. Uh, for photography and for video, mm -hmm. uh, we have, a, and for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Neither do I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David is a photographer. Could you give us a quick uh, perspective on what ISO is, layman's terms? Well, ISO, and I don't know if this will help, but it's, it's kind of like um, it's, a, it's the digital camera's compensation for film speed. So, you know, if you back in when you were using film, if you're shooting outdoor in full sunlight, you'd use a, you know, a 200, 100, 200, maybe 400 speed film. <clears throat> and, and that would, that would give you that way. Otherwise it would be overexposed, right? You'd get too much. You'd, if you had, a, if you shoot outside in full sunlight with 1600 uh, speed film, you're going to, everything's going to be washed out. You, you know, if you, if you get an image at all, but if you're shooting at nighttime in low light situations, you use like a high speed 1600, maybe higher, um, it's more expensive, but, you know, to try to compensate for the light. So ISO is the digital camera's way to, to compensate for that, uh, that, that light, the, the uh, basic light uh, in the room. Right. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I didn't know what that was, but our, we, I found that there was, um, uh, with the camera we're using, we're using a Mevo, because it's a, a single cam that gives mm -hmm. us a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of noise uh, or graininess in the resulting audio, a video, excuse me, in the resulting mm -hmm. video. It looked like, I, I told the pastor, it's like Mount St. Helens went off and it's dumping ash all over us. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, trying to figure out what's causing that. And ultimately we went, oh, we've been shooting at an 800 ISO. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a ton of video noise. So one of the things that we've been working on is how do we get more light? into right. our space. Um, what we did, and it was very effective, is we bought, um, uh, we went to Home Depot and we bought shop lights. Uh, LED shop lights, they go into a regular socket and they flare out in these three movable heads and provides a nice wash um, over the, this, the platform. And we were able to shoot in 100 ISO Wow. this week uh and there's still noise mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. which I don't I don't know why the noise is still there, but there's still <laughs> noise there. I can remove that with a denoiser uh, tool mm-hmm. for video. However, when we go live, we're just going to have to deal with the fact that there's going to be less than perfect quality. Right. You know, uh, so those are some of the things that we're working on. But you're uh, absolutely right. You, 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 you cure three things and then cover three more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife's like, so it seems like you guys finally have this figured out. So this, <laughs> so you, you're going to leave here at two and you'll be back here at, I'm like, probably still six because she's like, I thought you had it figured out. I'm not, I said, I know, but we're going to find, we're going to get there and we're going to figure out, oh yeah, but there's this and there's this and there's this. Right. Right. And yeah. And so like, you know, right now we've got things temporarily set up out in the middle of the sanctuary. Um, but you know, so well, uh, eventually we have to move things back into the sound booth, get all the uh, and get longer cables, and then we have to figure out. You know, we used to have the video running out to the uh, to the nursery for a uh, a nursing mother's room, and then out right. to the lobby, yeah. and so we have to get that you know patched back in and working correctly. And and one of the like, you know, I'm back in my office, but you know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but you know when this once when all this started happening we just started going around the building grabbing stuff (laughs) that we needed (laughs) and now we're getting to that point where oh now we have to start figuring out what we took remembering what we took where we took it from getting it put back together and then adding this into it right um on top of that so it's uh it's like a fun little or not so fun little scavenger hunt (laughs) right well and i think that leads into something that i really wanted to chat about probably kind of as a primary topic is you and i are individuals who uh as as folks who are listening right now can attest because you've been hearing about this for weeks that there's um there seems to be in many churches especially small to mid-sized churches actually considering the average church is less than 200 people um, so all those churches who don't have a ton of resources, uh, ha- that are trying to put on these remote services, uh, often falls on one or two people that are willing and have some, uh, level of comfort, let's say, uh, and mm-hmm. capability when it comes to technology. And, uh, you and I, as David and I were talking before we started recording, have been uh, not just teetering on burnout, but kind of stepping into burnout. And mm-hmm. part of the reason why last week we uh, we didn't record. Uh, um, well, actually, so you were on vacation, then we took a week off because mm-hmm. I was so busy last week with other things that it's like, hey, we finally get coming back together for this. But uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about kind of, I guess, a self inventory. Uh, from both per, from two different perspectives. One, if you are one of those resources, like David and myself, and if you're not one of those resources, if you are a person that's kind of on the bench right now during this season. Um, so I, I just want to introduce that idea of what are we doing, and if we're not doing it, how are we supporting those people? Right. Yeah, I, you know, we... Um... You know, we were talking before a couple of weeks ago. I just I kind of I hit a wall. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. And it's the hardest I've hit a wall. I think in a very long time, if not ever. Um, and 
and it was kind of basically around this idea that um, you've been been pouring myself into figuring all the not just figuring the problems out, figuring the technology out, but working to try to keep the church connected together and yeah. uh, um, and then and then you know going through a pandemic which I've never done before, so that was new um, and yeah. I think it's uh, you know. <laughs> overstatement of the century but but uh so we you know so you know we had this you know we, as especially as you know, a pastor not only are you leading you know leading a congregation through something you've never gone through and having to try to figure all mm-hmm. that that out then a family family with young kids you're trying to you know lead your family through this thing and then in the midst of it your workload has gone up by about 60 or 70 percent at least right um you know, you know, you're maxed out. You know, and we were talking about you know your body's ability to handle that level of strain, right? For a long time is not is not good. You know, it's it's not your body wasn't designed to do that. You know, and your your body's designed to recoup a lot when you sleep. But if you're not sleeping well, or if you're just not sleeping enough, and your brain doesn't have enough time to process all that information. I don't know about you, but I've been having the last um, last week. I've been having a lot of pandemic dreams. Have you had pandemic dreams? Uh, I have. I, I don't think to the extent that maybe many people have. Uh, they, so uh, I've had them, but uh, I, yours are ramping up, it sounds like. Yeah. And so, you know, but, it's, you know, we're kind of on the downhill side of it. Now I'm starting to have dreams. And I, I think it's just because my brain was so occupied with everything else um, for the first 15 or 16 weeks. Now it's starting to have, I'm forcing, you know, went on vacation a couple weeks ago and starting to slow down a little bit. My brain is maybe starting to catch up with a lot of the stuff that's been going on. So, right. um, but really, you know, really, and I've talked a little bit about this, um, but we've kind of created, we already had a, a super hyper consumeristic church culture in our country. Right. Yeah. But now what we've we've really just like put that thing on acid for the last 16 weeks where we've really we've really taken consumerism up to a ridiculous level um, because people are literally just, you know, choosing, you know, and they're your, your people. But, you know, they have the choice between your service and 4000 other services that are happening at the exact same time right. in the same place. And they can just kind of scroll through and check all those out. And um, and now we've, you know, uh, 90 days is more than long enough to create a new habit. So we've created this. We've had more than a quarter of this time. We've kind of created a habit for people of being as uh disengaged or marginally engaged and then now we're starting to come back and a lot of churches you know if you watch or listen to some of the other church leadership podcasts um there a lot of churches are way way down in in in-person attendance even in places where all the restrictions are lifted and they could you know they could fill it if they wanted to people you know every pastor i've talked to is experiencing the same thing where where in-person attendance is like you know 25 30 percent of what they what they thought it was going to be and even you know was, uh, one of my old churches this last sunday I, I saw an announcement during our service come up and saying hey we still have room and this is a church of you know three or four hundred that's forced to meet you know to 50 and i think they have an auxiliary room where they so they were at 80 i think they had about 80 people and they still had 20 so they had 20 spots left 
but so that there are you know right. 250 people not coming <laughs> and and they weren't able to fill that up and so i think we've just kind of created this sit back and observe and watch uh reality yeah. from a lot of our church and church members through this yeah i i i, I think that bleeds over into a lot of different areas uh where um you know, when you have been on the bench for whatever reason, for a period of time, it's hard to get off the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I just want to encourage folks who are listening, if you're a worship team member right now and you don't see that there is a role for you in this current environment, um, don't leave it there. Uh, there's There are a lot of people, was, I don't have a, a video background. Uh, but, I've, but I've had to get one. I, right. I've, I've been learning things. So don't limit yourself by what you think that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned earlier that idea of doing an inventory. What are what are you working on right now? There's a, mm-hmm. a, a law in project management that I use a lot that's called Parkinson's Law, which is effectively the amount of time that's available to complete a task is how long the task will take to complete. So if there's three months available, it will take three months. If there's two weeks, it'll take two weeks. So there's the, a sense of urgency. Well, right now, uh, in many ways, with the, the pandemic kind of spiking again in different areas, um, there, we have this sense of our own busyness. Well, it feels like we're busy because we've gotten, like you said, we've gotten kind of, we've developed habits that make us feel like we're busy. Uh, mm-hmm. But do an inventory and look at what your leadership is doing, what other people are doing in terms of volunteering, and and figure out, carve out some time for that, right? And offer, don't wait right. to be asked. Offer, hey, I don't know how I can help with this. I know that you guys are working hard. How can I help? Um, yeah, could, and, and it might take some. Um, like you said, offer, not just offer, I would, I would take it maybe even a step further. I mean, you know, almost kind of force your way in because like yourself. Yeah. for me right now, if somebody offers to help, if I like the thought of training somebody to do something that then just kind of doesn't really do it or backs off, like the thought of training somebody to do something is already a lot when you barely know how to do something and then you have to teach someone how to do it. And you have to explain things in a way that they're going to understand. And then you're going to have to teach and reteach and reteach until they get it. <clears throat> That's a big process in general. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and then if, you know, if they're not really going to be consistent and persistent with it, then, you know, then it's like, that was a huge, you know, chunk of time. I didn't have to throw down the toilet if you're not. So like, I would say, you know, almost force your way in there, ask questions, you know, and then, be, and then show initiative, um, because like you said, you didn't have a video background. I didn't have a video background. We had to get one. And instead of, you know, instead of just going to the person in charge and asking questions on, on how to do everything, do what we did and right. get on Google and start doing the research and, you know, take the initiative to, fit, you know, solve the problems yourself and you know, do your best job to fit, best to figure out all those things so that it's not just an extra burden on the person who's already have had to expend themselves quite a bit yeah absolutely uh, there's a uh, a book uh gosh from the 80s called the one minute manager does that sound familiar to you yeah. you would have been mm-hmm. a child uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh but one of the precepts of that uh was that um 
if somebody comes to you to ask you a question and they uh, and they haven't taken the step to try to to to, to um, come to you with a couple of ideas or options, you send them away, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, uh, if you are going to volunteer, show that initiative. Uh, don't wait for somebody to tell you it needs to be done in this specific way. Check in. Communication is important, mm-hmm. but in this landscape where we're we're learning and it's new, um, do some research. Come in and say, "I'm not sure what to do about this. Here are some ideas I've had based on the research that I have done. Do you mm-hmm. have any thoughts on that?" And as busy as we are, we're likely to go. You've done. You know more about it now than I do. Right. Let's. Uh, Let's, you know, I I go ahead and explore that so long as it doesn't bump into what we're doing, you know. Right. Or it doesn't cost a ton of money. (laughs) That's right. Cost cost effective way to solve the problem that you can come up with. Right. Uh, And then another flip side of that is if you're one of those people right now who uh, is listening to this podcast while you are trying to get stuff done around your church, put up new lights and all that stuff. If you're one of those people that is overextended right now and you know you're overextended, um, you have an obligation uh, to um, take care of yourself. Uh, David, you were mentioning all those roles that you currently have. Mm-hmm. You had to push time out for the sake of self-care because it's not just church that's impacted. It's the you're a husband and you are a father. And um, being tired working on church stuff doesn't mean you're just tired about church stuff. It means you are exhausted in many other ways and you All can't right. be as present for people. So um, learning to say no is important. Right. Uh, Let's. I. Uh, I told our some of our leaders last week. I said, um, "No, I've I've accumulated forty one days of comp time in the first part of this year." Wow. And so I said, "There's no way I can really make that up." I mean, I could take a sabbatical, I guess, and and that would make right. it up. But <laughs> um, we're just not in a position as a church where I think that's a good idea at this time. And so, um, so I, I just said for a while, um, you know, the church is going to get you know, 30 hours a week out of me for, for right. the foreseeable future until I can regain some of that and, and uh, get some time with my family or just some time for, you know, some mental mental uh, um, rehabilitation time for myself, you know. Yes. Um, you know, and for some, you know, for some people out there, it may, I mean, you have to do it as graciously as you can, but at the same time, it may require a little bit of, uh, strength on your part to say, um, I know this is going to leave you guys in a lurch, but I need a break or I'm gone forever. You know, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so I'm taking two weeks off and you guys are on. Um, I know it's going to be hard for you, but it was hard for me and you'll figure it out just like I figured it out. So, uh, so, and then I'll be back, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, but if I don't take a break now, I'm probably not coming back, not coming back period. <laughs> you know, like I just, you'll hit that wall. You hit a point where you just, your resentment grows to a point where it's like, I just, I can't do anymore. And if, if I don't get a break and if someone doesn't kind of step up and take on some of what you're doing, it's just, you're, you're going to, you will completely crash burn and and be gone from uh, from yeah. your role probably so we had an episode last year where we talked about self-care specifically um with the team 
and uh, that this self-care is not just a one-time thing. It's it's like exercise and eating and breathing. I mean, these are things that um, you know you you have to do these things on an ongoing basis. Their results are not permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, they it uh, build those habits. Uh, so that was really the first thing is figure out some of that. Um, apply that self-care that we've talked about in the past, right. figure out what works for you, what helps you recharge. Now I've got a pretty decent self-care regimen that has not been enough for me. Um, I have been snippy. I have used coarse language, uh, in front of my church compatriots. Uh, and, and I mean like the really good ones. Um, and, uh, uh, I've just been, you know, really unhealthy in many ways. Oh, thanks for the laugh. That's great. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I've I've been very very. Or no, challenged. this is what I should have done. Okay. Right. Yeah. There you go. Bump, Drama. Bump. <gasps> right. I don't uh, have a good gasp. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll record one for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, well, the other the other thing is is uh, the flip side of that volunteer piece is. Uh, is you are managing yourself and you see that you're teetering on the edge of being overly busy. That's the time to, to be delegating mm-hmm. to, uh, cause if you are uh, working at 120%, it's hard to delegate because you have to bring people up to speed. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. And that's one of the things you know, I, I mentioned a little bit, but it's one of the things people really don't understand until you've had to train somebody mm-hmm. it, it takes more work for a season to train somebody to do what you're doing, right? I mean, because you're still having to do it because they're novice. So you're still doing it. And then at the same time, you're training and then you're fielding questions. And then, you know, a lot of times if they get excited about it, which is what you want, which is a really good thing, then all throughout the week, you're getting questions and thoughts and ideas and all that (laughs) stuff, which is good, but you don't have time to process that, right? right. You just don't have time to engage in that. And so it it takes a while, you know, where you're training it, it, you know, it's kind of like going up a mountain before, before you even come down back to a point where you've balanced out and then you know you know a couple months down the road you're you're at a at a better position it's just it's just not as simple as it sounds to train somebody especially when you're talking about total novice volunteer never done this before and only doing it once a week right you know it takes a while to learn takes a takes a long time to learn some of that stuff and you're talking about stuff where you know like audio you don't have access Mm -hmm. to the soundboard during the week most of the time so even if you want to practice that's uh, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you're learning concepts that are hard to apply until you're there in person. Uh, yeah. Even you if you do have access, you're probably not going to. I mean, just to be just being honest, just keeping you. Know, yeah. You know, you know, because like we've had we've had uh, volunteers, and we have the soundboard, and we give you know sound guys a key and code to the security system and we've done over the years where we record the band for a worship set and we say hey come back in and with the presonus 32 we can you can play that recording right back through the board and it'll be like live so you can mess with compression and eq and mixing and all that stuff as though the band were right there yeah the and, virtual um, sound check yes yeah and no one ever does <laughs> oh we did we did that I mean, oh, oh, I mean I volunteers mean. on their own, like we'll bring them back in and, and we'll use it for training, but they don't just kind of come back in and mess with I, it on understand. their own very often. Yeah, so. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> just because opportunity is there, it kind of goes back to the idea of 
oh, I'll, I'll do, I can do that here, or I've got plenty of time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, kind of coming back, if you're that person who's overburdened, self-care, delegate, learn to say no in a diplomatic way. Mm-hmm. And also learn to um, uh, it, uh, learn learn to say yes to volunteers as well. Don't let pride get in the way of you accepting help. That's right. an issue that I personally have. Is if somebody else has to pick it up, I f- pick up and help me. It starts to feel a bit like a failure, like I should have been able to handle that. In a world where we really value busyness. How busy are you? And it feels like, oh, if you're busy, then you have more value. Um, you really don't. Uh, you really don't have more value. And we need to learn uh, to say, oh, I'm actually more valuable running at about 80% where I can give more as I, as I need to. So mm-hmm. learn to say, when somebody says, hey, can I help you with that? Uh, it does take work but uh, to, to bring somebody up to speed, but to say yes, uh, so now is the time for you to make a list of here's things I could delegate if the right, if a person's willing and then say, cool, here's my list. I need you to do social media, learn about it, mm-hmm. read some articles on social media, best practices. It'd be great right. if you could help us with social media, mm-hmm. that, you know, um, but if you have a list where uh, when the volunteers come to you, you can say, here are things that we'd like to do. I'd like you to learn more about this. Um, read some articles and then let's touch base at the end of the week and see what we can do about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, those are my thoughts on, on the topic as I clean my glasses. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody's trying to call me and I apologize. I have to uh, see who that is. Um, oh, they're gone now. All good. Okay. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt our uh, recording with uh, like my mom trying to call me. So, uh, that would be a fun segment to do someday though. Just bring your mom on. Just uh, I, I, I will invite her. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. She has led worship in a uh, assisted care uh, facility. Okay. And uh, so that's kind of fun. She's got a, a lovely voice. And uh, but right now she's battling pancreatic cancer. So that mm. is, uh, and people aren't gathering in her center. So that's uh, not not a not the top of uh, the priorities. Right. Right. Now. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, any other any other thoughts you have on the topic or anything else you wanted to chat about before we sign off today? No, I think that's probably good. If I, if we talk too much longer, it might sound like I'm grumpy and complaining, so I don't want to <laughs> don't want to don't want to do that too much. But right. So, and while and while I'm still smiling. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for joining us uh, uh, once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Uh, Want to hear about how your Independence Day is going, how you're doing managing uh, the balance in your life in terms of supporting the church um, and uh, supporting this remote stuff, how you're doing just in general. And if you happen to know where I can find a Firewire to USB-C adapter, I would be ever so grateful. <laughs> Leave that in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that one. Yeah. All right. All right. God well, bless y'all. Peace, peace to you. Bye. Thanks for joining us once again on the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. And make sure to add your voice to the conversation. You can find us at twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. On Facebook at facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst. Or head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop us a note. 